Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman, bringing you just a uh, short offering today. Um, we are at the mid-innings break, I suppose, between the first two T20s. The TalkSport team have made their way from East London to Durban, where we're all hoping for a little bit more action than we got uh, when the ODI series uh, got to this part of the world. Um, a chance to uh, hear from Chris Jordan, Andrew McKenna in conversation, and also Gareth Batty on the subject of Joss Butler opening up in T20 cricket. Uh, we saw that in the first T20. We've seen him do it very successfully for the Mumbai Indians. Um, but is it the way forward for England? Well, Gareth Batty's got some pretty interesting views. So we'll hear that shortly. But first, let's hear from Andrew McKenna, who caught up with England's Chris Jordan. Chris, the morning after the night before, how does that one feel, what, 12 hours later? It felt like one that got away last night. Does it still feel like that? Yeah, 100%. It um, does feel like one that got away. Um, for obviously, we didn't start the game as as well as as well as we'd like our front ten overs. But I thought um, it showed good character to to make the adjustment in the back ten overs and and um, and yeah, really restrict South Africa to to what we probably thought was a was a was a par total on that wicket um, when it was looking like they could get away. It didn't feel that you were behind the game, out of the game at any point. Indeed, in the commentary, we were saying. England will win this with, with two overs to spare. It it just seemed to sort of build at the end. Yeah, that's that's the nature of T20 cricket. Um, I've played obviously quite a few games now, and and more often than not, a T20 game does come down tight. It literally comes down to last one or two overs, and and if someone um, can hold the nerve, which obviously Ngidi did last night, um, it could could switch very very quickly. But as you said. 
I thought I thought we we for for a large part of the chase we we, we were doing it well. We never let the the rate go too far above tens. Uh, if anything, we operated around eight and nines for a long long period of time. Uh, and even last we needed sevens. So um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a it was a decent chase. And and yeah, we, we we just didn't manage to get over the line last night. But it's a learning experience. Um, nothing that we'll get too down about because we know that we've taken a, a game quite close and probably should have won it and we haven't actually played our best so that those kind of things we, we do take a lot of confidence from um, and yeah we just look forward to tomorrow I know you guys hate losing at any time but what eight nine ten months out from the world t20 is it better to lose that game here as you're warming <laughs> up to get it out and actually learn those little things so that you're ready and, and if you like properly prepared for the world t20 yeah, 100%. Um, sometimes you come out a lot stronger from some of the mistakes that you make and 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 things stick with you a lot longer and and um, and yeah that that learning curve is is a little bit quicker when those kind of things do happen obviously we don't like to lose we don't want to lose and and we do see ourselves as actually quite an, an experienced team now um, we've played together for quite a long time so but as i said before Keep understanding us in nature, T20 cricket, and when we do get in those positions again, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get it right. As a fellow bowler, I mean, you probably maybe won't today, but do you actually have some admiration of what Lungi and Gidi did in that final over? I mean, seven off seven in 20 over cricket, 99 times out of 100, the batsman wins. Some, when the bowler actually wins that one, you have to hold your hand up and say, fair play, well bowled. I mean, he bowled a great over, didn't he? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it, it speaks volume for mentality more than anything. Um, to to never think that the game was gone. Um, even when he knows he's going to bowl the last over, seeing the over before go for runs, um, he obviously did, did quite well to to stay in his own um, skin and, and to stay in that, that calm mindset and to sort of take one moment at a time and one ball at a time. And um, great, great credit to him. And yeah, as you said, there is admiration for it because um, as a cricketer, uh, as a fellow bowler, you're always, always looking to learn. Um, by watching and learn off people and, and keep evolving your game as well as that. So, uh, yeah, credit to him. I mean, a perfect example of that is that slower ball that Dale Stain bowled to Johnny Bairstow. We'd heard rumour that apparently he'd got this delivery and whatever. I mean, when you were watching that on the bench, what was the reaction? I mean, Johnny was just burst into this huge smile out on the field of play. When you guys saw that, what were you thinking? Uh, to be honest, um, I have been watching Dale for, for the last few months and, and it is something that I picked up on. Um, I was watching a few Mzanzili games and uh, and it was something that um, I picked up on and it's a great, great delivery. I'd like to add it to my arsenal as well, you know, but I mean, things like that do, do sum up... Um, I guess T20 cricket and cricket in general because someone of that experience you check his record even international T20 cricket and stuff to, to keep looking for ways to evolve and keep looking for ways to move his game forward um, just sums it up really so we can take a leaf This team this England group have been through a, a journey obviously to become 50 over world champions and that means winning difficult games along the way you've now got two games left in this series you need to win them both if you want to win this series it's a nice simple equation but I guess it's what you like as players isn't it you know you have to go out and win yeah 100% firstly putting on an England shirt you want to win every game um, obviously more important in this situation because if you lose tomorrow 
we lost the series. So it's 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 great to play in those high high leverage moments, those high pressure moments, and uh, it's what you wake up for every day. And um, yeah, I guess the important thing is to not even go in our shell. Um, if anything, come harder. Um, try and be smarter, and um, and yeah, give it a good a good go tomorrow. Great to see Jordan back in the England setup, not just in the T20s, but surely um, he's going to add to his ODI collection as well. What a wonderful performer uh, with both bat and ball. It'll be interesting to see how he goes for the next two matches, if selected, of course. Now, one man who was definitely selected, he's selected in all three formats, Joss Butler at the top of the order. Should he be playing there or in his customary position in international cricket, coming in around five, six or indeed seven? Gareth Batty, part of the TalkSport team had this to say in the build-up to that first T20. Joss is a wonderful, wonderful T20 player. Probably top 10 in the world. He really is that good. He's magnificent. There is no wrong place to bat him. Let's clear that up straight away. But England are awash with guys that can perform pretty well at the top of the order in T20 cricket. You mentioned Ryan Bairstow. There's Hale still out there. Milan. And the young fella Banton is setting the world alight in different competitions. Now, if he has a great IPL, you're telling me he shouldn't be part of this squad moving forward. So, it goes back to the whole keeping situation that we found ourselves in Sri Lanka. They, they didn't have a problem and now they made it a problem because folks who came in and did so well and got the 100 and all of a sudden you've got selection dilemmas all over the place. I just feel like the top of the order is, is covered off. And we don't have another player that can do what Josh Butler can do from seven overs out. So after 12, 13 overs have gone, him finishing the innings, the way that he can play 360, he can ramp, he can hit over long on, long off, is such a, a wonderful 360 player. He really is. And I, d I don't believe we have another guy that strikes it as well as him in those really difficult parts to bat. We've seen tonight that South Africa were very good up front get to the middle period they lost a couple of weeks and then people don't come in and, and smack the ball around like Joss Butler can do so I, I think maybe England uh, I understand why they're doing it of course I do but maybe I would be thinking oh, maybe maybe that hole is harder to fill than, than, than the guy up at, at the top so if you were chairman of selectors or coach what would you be doing at the top of the order then well first and foremost I'd be speaking to Joss Butler and saying look how, how do you feel about the whole situation because you want one of your best players happy with it um, but it's almost like the root situation in the Ashes. He basically got jettisoned to bat at three and so on and so forth. That's history. I, I would be looking. I, I would go Roy Bairstow. I really would. Um, and I would have Banton on ready five if one of those two isn't performing. Um, and I would keep Butler in at uh, five. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't even put a number on him. Stick him whatever you want on the on the team sheet. I would be saying to Josh Butler, right, once 12 overs have gone in the innings, you're my next man off the off the rank. You're going in and you play the play the way that you can do and take it take it deep to the last two overs and, and, and finishes almost. I suppose Ala Dhoni uh, doing it so well for India. Middlesex fans are yelling typical Surrey man. Why are you not mentioning David Milan? Uh, nine T20 internationals, 458 runs, at an average of 57.3, a strike rate of 156.3. For some, some reason, somehow, David Milan doesn't seem to get much of a look in at the moment. Why do you think that is? Yeah, look, I, I mean, that's absolutely fair. You know, numbers should be getting you picked. Um, he's a wonderful player. He's never done anything wrong in an England shirt and churns out when he plays uh, the different leagues around the world. Uh, in this instance, I think you're going with a bit more tried and tested in Roy and, and, and Besto. The reason why I go Banton is because I don't think Milan is going to knock out 
uh, Best and, and Roy, so don't have him on ready five. Have Banton and, and get him ready uh, further down the line because you expect the other two to go so well. So it's kind of a bit of exposure, being around the big time, being around the World Cups. Um, and he may just put a bit of pressure on the top two where I don't believe Milan would put as much pressure on because he's of an age where you're not looking into the future too much, whereas Banton could play for 15 years. He's, he's, a, he's a young fella. Um, he's done nothing wrong, Milan. Uh, the word on the street around the England camp is in New Zealand when he didn't run that last ball to stay 100 not out and didn't you know, put himself on the line and be that team man is, uh, is rumbling away and that, that is a potential issue that he may find himself. Well, he's never shy of an opinion in his bats and he also backs it up as well. Really interesting to hear that and it'll be interesting to see how Joss Butler goes if uh, Chris Silverwood persists by selecting him at the top of the order. That's pretty much all we've got time for for today's show, though. Be sure to join the boys back in commentary, Andrew McKenna, Neil Manthorpe and also Alex Tudor and Gareth Batty for the second T20 gets underway um, and you can hear that exclusively live on TalkSport 2 with reports on TalkSport but for now thanks for listening to the following on podcast uh, you can uh, listen on Apple Podcasts Spotify or Acast and thanks for listening The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 